0: Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we are Flying with Firefly on the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, Flying with Firefly. Where every other week, we immerse ourselves in a lawless verse populated by refugees from Earth that was and navigate two episodes of Firefly. This week, we're exploring Our Mrs. Reynolds and Janestown. And we have someone else exploring with us today. Mm-hmm. Please welcome Joe. Uh,
1: hello, everybody. Hello, Stackers. How are you?
0: <laughs> stackers, we're good. You, can, you can answer now. Go ahead. We'll give you time. Oh, we're doing good, Joe. How are you? Uh, so stackers that have been with us since Buffy will remember that uh, Megan came on the podcast a couple of times. Joe, I believe you know Megan. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I would say that is true. Uh, Megan is the better half of this particular relationship.
0: Oh. <laughs> so Joe and Megan are married. Oh, I thought they
1: were just neighbors.
0: They're, they're actually each a half person. Oh. And they come together to form some mecha superhero type robot it's it's a
1: voltron situation it's very complicated but i promise you that when you put the cool music in the background it looks great
0: (laughs) so if you listen to megan's podcast chaotic neutral adventures you may recognize joe's voice and joe you're launching your own podcast soon is that correct
1: that is well hopefully by the time this episode airs it will already have launched
0: Ooh! awesome can you tell us about it
1: sure So I'm putting together a podcast. It's called Wayne Manor Memoirs, and it's basically a Batman research podcast. I'd been listening to some other podcasts that are going over Batman 66, which, as listeners will find out, is my favorite Batman. But my buddy Kendall and I, we basically wanted uh, a reason to dig deep into some of the Batman mythos that we just didn't know anything about and putting it together and showcasing it to our listeners is a good way to keep us accountable.
0: Uh so I will say I got to listen to the first episode and I love it.
1: You're too kind. Too kind.
0: <laughs> no, it was great and I learned so much, but like in a very super like enthralling, entertaining mm-hmm. way.
2: And when it, it when it's Batman is it even it, it doesn't even feel like learning, it feels like just fighting crime
1: so we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it going um we've got a lot of pieces of bat lore that we want to check out and episode zero giving you a little bit of a background about the show and episode one should be available now stackers
0: and where can they find that
1: on itunes and hopefully stitcher uh but we are part of 27th letter Productions, so
0: yeah welcome to the family (laughs) <laughs> so wayne manor memoirs check it out do you have an awesome butler to help you find your bat cave and do your research
1: i don't want to say that kendall's my butler but kendall does a lot of the heavy lifting he has been uh he's he really takes his editing very seriously mm.
2: follow-up question would he let vicky vale into the bat cave
1: oh that is a good
0: question Ooh,
1: I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say that he would text me about it first, okay. but I, I'd, I'd tell him it's all right.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. You're welcoming Batcave. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and you
1: know, everybody deserves some alone time with Vicki Vale, right?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I. <laughs> I mean, if, if Vicki
0: Vale
2: is is uh, interested, I would say. I don't yeah. think it.
0: Like,
1: yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not gonna do anything insidious <laughs> with Mickey.
0: Bale. I was gonna say, like, she and I might enjoy a lovely game of Uno. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: See, I would, I would play something like, like Pictionary, because she's all about, you know, the, the, the pictures, the
0: photography. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. I guess all it's right.
2: not really a photo taking game. I guess we could play like a uh, Pokemon Snap. Bust out the uh, weird peripherals for. And sixty-four.
1: Oh, boy, that is a trip back in the time machine. <laughs> I have no idea what you people are talking
0: about.
2: We're just talking about playing a uh, Pokemon game for the Nintendo 64 with the <laughs> fictional girlfriend of Batman from the 89 Batman movie. What could be obscure about that?
0: Layers. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, did you watch Firefly in real time while it was on the air? I did not. When did you find it?
1: Interestingly, I'm gonna. That's terrible. That's a terrible way to start anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I have <laughs> it better be you interesting, interesting, Joe, yeah. it better be interesting.
1: <laughs> uh, back when Best Buy was like a real thing, I actually mm. purchased the DVD season of Firefly during one of their season sales. Why? You know, I don't honestly know. It was on sale, and I looked at the cover, and it seemed kind of cool. I had not oh. heard of Firefly before. No one had suggested it to me. And I don't know if you guys have the DVD copy, but it lists the air dates for the shows. Mm-hmm. And so I was very confused, and I actually started to watch them in the order that they aired. No. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. So I made it through Train Job and Bushwhacked, and that was it. It got put back up on my shelf, and I oh did not. God. I didn't watch it again until I was in grad school uh, several wow. years later, and then I watched them in the correct order. Megan took me to see Serenity, and I've been a diehard fan ever since. See, it's that order.
0: It's You've got to watch the, the pilot. That's why it got canceled. I'm telling oh, you. If right. it had gone in the right order.
1: Yeah. They just shouldn't, don't even put
0: him on the, why is the air date on the, on the
1: episode? Don't do that.
0: I mean, like, it's, I think it's, it's part of the lore in the history. Like, you gotta talk mm, yeah, about it, at because this at this point, how did this show get canceled was, is such a big question, and yeah. I feel like that is the answer, because Fox fucked up.
1: Mm-hmm. Big time, big time. Yeah. I also have all the hardback editions of the comics. Oh my cool. gosh, Ooh, I love nice. comics, who knew? and i also have the just if we want to get real nerdy i have the firefly role-playing game on my shelf as well
0: okay so that's on my amazon wish list how is that
1: it is kristen i think that you would like it because it's very uh acting oriented and
0: not super dice Uh, oriented
1: oh and i have the board game too so i'm not a fan i promise
0: oh i mixed up our role-playing game and board game didn't i
2: well, yeah, but I mean, he has both.
0: That's fair. Yeah.
1: And well, I promise to bring it if we end up in Chicago sometime soon. Yes. Oh, yes, yes.
2: I call playing a reaver. You pronounced river wrong. Uh, uh, I, uh I was actually trying to say shepherd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very odd speech impediment.
1: No judgment. Mm,
2: thank you.
0: All right. So let's take off with the Sunnydale stacks and voyage into our Mrs. Reynolds.
2: Sounds very inappropriate.
0: Right inside there.
2: Voyage right in. It's like inner space.
0: <laughs> so, we open on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Well, you know
2: what they're in. It's the Danger Bog from uh The Duel.
0: It's the it's the same thing from It looks Shenzhen. very
2: similar to me where I feel like I'm I'm not sure if it's actually the same location, but I like to imagine it is and that it's a very important bog.
0: It's just without the fog. It looks so much cheerier. It is very pretty. Oh no, it is. Like, you've got the covered wagon, the sunlight mm-hmm. streaming through the che- trees. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in this time, but I would definitely go to, like, this little town where you've got actors that aren't allowed to break character. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, spend a day there. That's good.
1: Yeah. Oh, that would be lovely. Would absolutely be lovely. I think this is possibly the best cold open of the series.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that's. A, that's, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, that's I can't. Wonderful.
2: I can't offhand think of one that's better, and it's it is just really like it's solid throughout. Like it's just a great taste of the show.
0: So this covered wagon is stopped by some nefarious-looking men, and they say, "Give me your goods," and you know, just kind of like, "Let me rape your wife, please." I guess
2: <laughs> it, it doesn't make it better to say please. <laughs> <laughs> <It's dying. laughs>
0: But be fair warned, I married me a powerful, ugly creature. (laughs) And this is how it's like, this is so great. Like you said, Joe, this is already telling us about the show's sense of humor and just who these people are. Because, of course, the wife is male Mm -hmm. and he's very offended. Um, We get that famous line, I swear by my pretty floral bonnet, I will end you. (laughs) I love it.
2: I like how it seems like Mel legitimately is just having a good time playing dress up in a way where it's not like, oh, man, I don't want to be wearing a women's clothing. Oh, boy. Uh, It's just like this is a a fun way to do this caper. Surprisingly, for the setup, it isn't as like transphobic as you would have expected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he's having a great time.
1: It's all about tactics, guys. He needed Zoe in the back. Yeah.
0: It, well, And I love that they bring up, like, wait, why were you in the dress? Um, because I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> here's here's my theory, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes I get very, not very as strong. Sometimes I get a little jealous of guys that, like, when it comes time for a wedding or a formal occasion, like, typically y'all just wear suits. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, that's just nice to not even be, like, too much of a decision. Just what color tie am I wearing? Instead of like, I don't know, pick one of the 50,000 styles of dresses and then figure out accessories. No, suit, simplistic. However, at summer weddings, I feel so sorry for y'all because you're still stuck in those suits. Mm. Dresses are give you a nice draft. They're breezy. It's more comfortable. And I think Mel just really wanted to be more comfortable. That place looks hot.
1: I'll definitely say there are some aspects of women's fashion that I am jealous of. You guys get lots of options.
0: Telling you, breeze in a sundress, it's lovely. I know what I'm doing tonight. (laughs) So Zoe, as always, kicking major ass. She not only gets the first guy as she leans out the back of the wagon, she fucking launches herself out the back of this thing and shoots midair. This is an action movie. Yeah,
2: it's very John Woo.
0: Fucking love that girl. Speaking of things I love, I love a good bonfire. Mm-hmm. We've got a party in this rural backwoods planet. Field. I was, I was going to say town. I'm like, it's the whole planet. It's yeah. it's the whole thing. We don't get to have bonfires here in this city.
2: Yeah, unless something goes horribly
1: wrong.
0: Yeah, if, if there is one, it's a sign of a bad thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought about the lack of bonfires in Chicago.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like unless there's a riot. Yeah, because the Cubs lost or something.
2: Oh, no. I mean, I've never known any any sports fans, especially Cubs fans, to be drunk or violent or standoffish <laughs> in any way. No, that's why I love riding the red line uh, <laughs> north during a Cubs game. It's great.
0: <laughs> They're all sober and smell wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the good kind of bonfire. Uh This isn't really, it seems like their normal job. This is more like a pro bono thing. It's not really Mm -hmm. smuggling for financial benefit.
1: I call this uh, another instance of good guy Mal.
2: And I like uh, whenever a show uh, can take the idea of an episode starts with what feels like the end of another episode.
0: Yeah. Where it it feels
2: like, oh, this was a whole like adventure they had and we just saw like the end of it. And we're going from there.
0: Jane gets adorably emotional because he gets a rain stick from an old man. Aww. Uh, BT Dubs, for Simon's study guide, I tried to make it all about what's in a rain stick. It's just pebbles. It's not <laughs> that interesting an answer. It's like, oh no, it is literally just an empty stick, usually made from a cactus, mm. and you put some rocks in there. So it is what you think it is.
1: Oh. Now we uh, all know how to make a rain stick.
0: Yeah, the more you know. Ta-da! <laughs>
2: So at the first big live stackers event, we'll have a
1: bunch of people with
2: themed rain sticks.
0: That'll be our craft for the night. I love a group craft project.
1: (laughs) We'll, we'll do a, you guys can do a contest to see who comes up with the most elaborate rain stick. Yes.
0: A woman presents Mal with a floral headband and gives him her gourd to drink from. It's Mm, not a euphemism. And more was that one? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And see, this is where women know better than men. You don't accept drinks from strangers. <laughs> Did this come in a closed container that you, were, you watched be open? No, you don't drink that then.
2: You mean it wasn't a store-bought gourd?
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't see a bartender take a cap off that gourd. <laughs> I'm not drinking that. Uh,
2: it's like when my brother and I were talking about going back to bar- a barter system, there would be an oxen register
0: an oxen register? because well, I
2: said, like, oh, like, we'd just be bartering. We'd just be like, oh, I'll take two ox for that. I was like, what, do you have, like, an oxen register? And then we spent, like, 10 minutes deciding what an ox register would be. <laughs> would it be, like, a big mechanical thing where it would come out like a register, but there's oxen there? Oh, would what? it be, like... <laughs>
0: you mean literally... I thought you meant register as in a log.
2: No, like, no. Oh, no.
0: Not like, a, not like a journal keeping track of how many oxen you have, but literally a cash register full of oxen. Well, and that's the thing is, like... Well,
2: that wouldn't be very practical. So it'd probably be more like a stable's, but there's a guy up top, and he controls the doors with what kind of looks like a, a cash register, That's... and that would be in every store.
1: It <laughs> when seems oxen become the currency. It seems like you just came up with a Batman death trap
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> by uh, Oxy the Ox Man.
0: Sure, yeah. Hey, good. It's better than
2: Crazy Quilt.
1: You take that back.
0: <laughs> oh no. So the next day, just as Serenity takes off, Mel finds that same girl stowing away, and she tells him, "I'm your wife."
1: That's an act break. The great, uh, definitely uh, the commercial break happens right after that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. The yeah, the cre- or credits or commercial—I'm not sure how it usually, but yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's credits. But yeah, that's yeah. a classic Whedon oh, yeah just button at the end of a scene.
1: Mm-hmm. It seemed interesting to me that. At the dance, it's like this moment where everybody's got this, everybody's happy except for Book, right? Book is like Mm -hmm. burying dead people. But everybody's really happy. And I feel like you don't get that a lot in this series moments Mm. where things are just good for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then boom, already back in trouble, five minutes in.
0: Well, that's the other thing about this whole, like, what struck me about like the pro bono gig about Mm -hmm. like we're doing this for charity is like, oh, this is all just so wholesome and happy yeah like everything's just even males being or not male males always nice not always nice i take that back even Jane's being nice like he's just he got his rain stick he's happy
2: he's such a little kid
0: and the universe may be infinite but hollywood is not let's see what else these actors have been in this is across the verse
2: So, obviously, for this one, uh, we're doing uh, a certain actress who plays our Mrs. Reynolds. uh, The many character names. uh, We'll just say Saffron for now. And that actress is, of course, Christina Hendricks. Uh, Now, a couple of roles she's played uh, over the years. Probably most famous on Mad Men, Joan Harris. Uh, A couple other uh, ones especially uh, relevant, I think, to Firefly-type fans. Uh, She was in the movie Drive playing Blanche, uh, a very cool, stylish movie. Uh, If you're an Eliza Dushku fan, she was in an episode of True Calling, playing Alyssa. I think possibly my favorite character name, and it actually is a pretty good character. If you've uh, watched the Comedy Central show Another Period, she plays the character of Chair. Who is a servant who is just named Chair <laughs> by the owners of the like wealthy uh, uh estate who just don't want to learn her real name and call her chair. Most relevant to Buffy verse, she actually was in the Buffyverse, playing guess what character? Barmaid. Oh. Yeah. It was in an episode of Angel. So not not like the biggest Buffyverse career, but uh I think she's doing all right for herself.
1: This is my only interaction with oh. Miss Hendrix. So I haven't I haven't watched Angel yet. I know, blasphemy. And I haven't watched Mad Men, so I haven't. This is it.
0: Which is the season of Angel where they go to the alternate universe?
2: I want to say three?
0: I thought it was three, two. So you would love season three.
2: Yeah, three's a lot of fun. It's very, uh, like... We're going on
1: uh, a and D quest kind of season.
0: Yeah. See, yeah. look at his eyebrows; yeah, they yeah.
2: popped up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd have a lot of fun.
1: It's on the agenda. Mm-hmm. I, I want to watch it. It's just trying to coax Megan to watch it yeah. for a third yeah, well, time we'll, is we'll rough. Shake her into it. Mm-hmm.
0: So Zoe calls the whole crew down so everyone can tease Mal. And I have to say, Zoe and Wash in this scene just kill me Mm -hmm. they are having such a fun time making mal miserable and i'm (laughs) having such a fun time watching them do it yeah
1: i have a uh i have a little tidbit for you about christina hendrick's character Mm -hmm. in firefly so fans have dubbed her yo bridge representing Mm -hmm. the three different characters that she plays in the series so you don't have to pick which one you refer to her as yo bridge
2: because she like they uh she gives other names in other episodes. Oh, okay. Or the other episode I should say.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: And all three of her personas show up in the board game. So you can have each member, each I don't know, identity of this character on your ship. But as soon as a new identity comes ah, out, the old one funny. disappears. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, it's cute. It's a cute little little gimmick. Mm.
0: Uh, it's also adorable that Kaylee is genuinely thrilled for Al. She is so excited. I
2: think she just wants to like go to a wedding, even though I guess the wedding already happened. Like, I just feel like she wants to like be involved with like the like oh we're having fun like wedding. I think she's just marriage. a hopeless romantic. Oh, well, yeah,
0: she's just she's she loves love, and I just love her for it. I love love. And I just, I really love the line of her. Don't worry, honey. He makes everyone cry. He's a monster. <laughs>
1: I like that they people get upset at Mal for how he deals with this situation, but people are actively making fun of him for the situation.
0: It's no win for him. No, he
1: he just, there's no good option. (laughs)
0: Because, like, the way he reacts is the way we would all react. Like, no, I'm not married Uh, to you. uh,
2: uh, Please, I, I, uh, uh, please don't think that I, I tried to, no, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) That would be, that would be me for sure.
0: So they can't just turn around because one of those bandits was well-connected and now they're Mm -hmm. on the run and book figures it out. The wreath, the gore, the dance, that was their culture's marriage ceremony. A pretty
1: girl gave me a hat made out of a tree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm fairly certain that hat came from a bush. That's not a euphemism. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) For once in my life, I was not trying to make a dirty joke. Kristen,
2: are you saying that perhaps Mal in this episode got bushwhacked?
0: Yes. (laughs) Please work that into every episode. (laughs) I was going to say that's
1: (laughs) that's the callback that everybody's been waiting for. (laughs)
2: Oh, bushwhacked.
0: Uh, so mal redeems himself he has a talk with her he tells her you're your own person and no mm-hmm. one's property um says it will drop you off at the next planet help you find a job but she's so like it is kind of cute how she's just so determined to prove she can be a good wife yeah. like i i understand it's all a smoke screen and none of mm-hmm. it is real but in her the character yeah. she's built that character like was raised to be a wife and is just really Mm -hmm. excited to be like, I'm going to cook you food.
1: Yeah. It's so great that Mm -hmm. unless you've seen this episode and I remember when I watched this, I was flabbergasted by the twist, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: you'd have no reason to believe that she's got anything underhanded planned.
0: I feel like until she like swipes the cider from Wash's hand, that's the point when you're like, Whoa, okay, hold up. (laughs) This is, That was aggressive, honey.
2: Well, although I feel like that it could also be like, oh, maybe the the twist of the episode is going to be like, she's she's crazy, too. Oh, that's
0: definitely what I thought it was. yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Like it's it's like, oh, I love my husband. And if I can't have him, no one will. That kind of thing.
0: Do either of you watch The Handmaid's Tale? Uh, Yes she reminds me to a on a much sadder scale the um young wife in season two <sighs> yeah i can yeah, see that just so excited to be a wife but it's yeah. so tragic yeah
2: oh, it's a sad version of this episode <laughs> Handmaid's tale season two i think this is the scene where we get i think one of the most mal lines in the show of someone ever tries to kill you you kill them right back
0: yep <laughs> Is great.
2: I mean, That's very definitive of that of that character. Like, no, like you 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 don't run away, but you try to kill him right back.
0: I also just find it adorable because again, this is not you and I had this conversation with Kaylee about whether or not Mal is paternal towards Kaylee. I still say he he is. And like, while Mal is in no way like a paternal figure for Saffron, you're kind of seeing like the lessons he would teach a daughter about mm. like. He would definitely teach her self-defense and, like, you don't let anyone fucking touch you. <laughs> Take a gun with you. Now get out your notebooks and pencils. It's time to learn with Simon's study guide. <laughs> at the end of the scene, Book tells Mal that if he takes sexual advantage of her, you're going to burn in a very special level of hell—a level they reserve for child molesters and people who talk at the theater. So, Stackers, according to Dante's Inferno, what level of hell would that be? Now, Dante doesn't say anything about talking at the theater.
2: Well, that's
1: that's why I've never read that. (laughs) Missed opportunity.
0: (laughs) But child molesters would probably end up in the seventh circle, which is reserved for violence. Mm Mm-hmm. Ring one of the seventh circle is for violence against others, where you are drowned in boiling blood. And ring three is for violence against nature, uh, which is a plane of burning sand and flames falling from the sky. So maybe this is like ring four as a combination of the two.
2: So like you'd be in boiling, like like a mud made from sand and blood.
0: I think it's the Sarlacc pit.
2: Ah, uh. Okay, so oh, hanging hang out with Boba Fett.
1: That actually sounds fun. <laughs> You're going to be digested for, I don't know,
0: 5,000 years? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good circle of hell. I think I've brought it, this... It's even shaped in a circle.
2: <laughs> I think I've brought this up before, <laughs> but uh, I get that the costume design is cool. Boba Fett is a little punk. He is a delivery boy, and then he is accidentally murdered by a blind man.
0: So we're talking about levels of hell and child molesters.
2: (laughs) I'm saying Boba Fett belongs in the worst one.
1: Um, I just, I need you to make sure that you check your download numbers before this episode and then after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That Boba Fett thing. Oh, boy. Yeah, he looks cool. I get it.
0: (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) uh, turns out Saffron's a really good cook. I mean, with a name like Saffron. So guys, what's a spaceman's favorite chocolate? No oh good. <laughs> I don't know. A Mars bar? A Mars bar, you're correct! Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: I think I'm getting pushed out of the podcast.
0: <laughs> so tell me, what is fast, loud, and crunchy?
2: Spaceman in a blender.
0: <laughs> okay, true. That's probably true. A rocket chip. <laughs> Oh, that's funnier than it has any
1: right to be.
2: Can we use that as a pull quote for the podcast?
1: (laughs) Can I also say that this is uh, probably my favorite book scene? It's either this episode or next episode that has my favorite book scene. And I am not a book fan.
0: Oh, uh, I think definitely next episode for me. It's got to be the Bible and the hair. Come on.
1: It's good. It's good for sure. But I love the peek around the corner, a special hell <laughs> and then gone.
2: Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the characters who I feel like I, I love the actor and I feel like he never got the chance to shine on the show. Yeah. And that's that's my biggest problem is like there's never a great like book episode.
0: Yeah, he, there's never been a book-centric one, which mm-hmm. there definitely should be, because I love the character.
1: Yeah, I have the the comic that's supposed to explain his backstory, mm-hmm. and I was a little disappointed. I didn't feel like it matched up well with the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So maybe Zoe wants to cook for her husband? <clears throat> Is where we get that uh, extreme reaction to Wash offering to refill Mal's cider. Which again, I just I just thought she was gonna go crazy and murder them out of like yeah protection or jealousy or just craziness. hmm And then she offers to wash males' feet.
2: Oh, uh, that is a great reaction to that. <laughs> just what what do you say to that question?
0: No thank you. I'm ticklish. <laughs>
2: uh, I have no feet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mal's hiding out in a Nara shuttle. She's clearly... Okay, so my North... My Norths. Goddamn. My Norths? Goddamn. My, my notes say she's shorter than usual. <laughs> 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 I think I'm referring to the fact that she is uh, kind of rude to him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Angry. She hasn't lost height. <laughs> Listen, she's, we don't know that. We don't know that.
0: She's just hunched over this episode for no reason.
2: I mean, it is weird. You, you know, you will like if you haven't seen somebody before. I will say like, "Hey, have you lost weight?" Nobody ever says, "Hey, have you lost height?" It <laughs> could happen.
1: I'm going to start doing that to people I see.
0: <laughs> I'll see how well. I'll
2: it goes. See a long time. You lost height?
1: <laughs> Can we? She's a foot washing specialist. <laughs> I um I do need to point out though. I go to the nail salon with Megan occasionally, mm-hmm. and when I go, I will almost always get a pedicure. Yeah, just for the foot massage, foot washing thing. Yeah. And so, dudes, do it.
0: Oh God, yeah! Every everybody should get a pedicure. They're amazing. You don't have, they don't have to paint your nails. They're just going to rub your feet. It's awesome.
2: That feels too much like I'm, I'm some kind of like decadent Roman emperor. Now, I'm going to this servant to rub my
0: feet. You also get to sit in a massage chair. Your feet get their little jacuzzi.
2: <laughs> I require a small jacuzzi for my feet.
1: <laughs> What's wrong with being a decadent Roman Empire?
0: <laughs> That's true. Knowing your love of Halloween costumes, you probably have that costume. You could go in full garb, really live it up. Uh,
2: I haven't been that. I've been, uh, probably the closest was King Lear. All right. Oh. All right. Okay. Yeah.
0: So Anara's comment about like it was my major or my specialty or whatever she <laughs> said. My major, <laughs> yeah, major in that, minor in sword fighting. Um, that was sarcasm, right?
1: I didn't assume so. I oh. mean,
2: it, I I I don't know how they they worked in the uh, companion academy. Is it anything like the police academy? Because if so, then wacky hijinks will <laughs> too. Uh But yeah, I. But, like,
0: because she knows so many cool, fancy things at like washing your feet.
2: But, like, is there like some crazy ceremonial way that people do it? Plus, like, just knowing the internet and like the amount of foot stuff that's out there, (laughs) like, you could major. (laughs) <laughs> in like erotic foot, sh- foot washing probably nowadays
0: i feel like mike's getting defensive don't you feel like mike's getting <laughs> well, i mean i <laughs> i definitely haven't done any research on it uh
2: okay guys uh uh stay tuned for the new episode of uh mike's footcast <laughs>
1: Ooh. i just want to put in my two cents that i am ready to watch the companion academy police academy <laughs> crossover movie <laughs>
0: I thought when you started that sentence I thought you were going to say I am ready to wash Mike's feet.
1: Like, well, this this podcast got real weird. I am ready to wash Mike's feet.
0: <laughs> you said it on a podcast that i are contractually obligated.
1: That's how podcasts work. I won't be coming to Chicago anytime soon.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
2: You have to wash my feet via Skype. <laughs>
0: And we get another great editing joke. Editing joke. Mal says, I wasn't looking for a fight. Smash cut to <gasps> Jane with a giant gun.
2: Jane, has got a gun. Um, yeah, this is, you know how like the I'm your wife was a really great act break. Yeah. I feel like this might be the weakest in the series. Because it's just like, oh, no, he's got a gun, but he's not threatening him.
1: I don't know. He looks pretty pissed off.
0: The fake I mean, out, this yeah, is I like Jane.
2: it. I, I don't know. It feels, it feels cheap to me. I feel like I was used.
0: I like oh, no saffron was.
1: But um ting.
0: I like the whole like you know I killed. He looks so serious. I killed men with this gun. Blah 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 blah. And then he's like, the way he presents presents it and goes, "It is my very favorite gun." <laughs> <laughs> Just the way he says that line gets yeah. to me every time. He's so dorky. It is my very favorite gun. <laughs>
2: he is perpetually 12 years old.
0: I was trying
1: to decide if Jane had any concept of, like, how wrong it is to trade an item for another person.
0: He, he does not.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, I also feel like this is growth for Jane, that he's, like, willing to sacrifice something that he loves.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: Mm -hmm. It's, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And
2: like, he does call his gun Vera. So it's like, he definitely uh, anthropomorphizes the gun. So it's like, it's not quite as bad if it was just like, hey, I'll give you 10 bucks for her. You know, it's something that's cherished and that is almost like a person to him.
1: I have some fun facts about Vera as well. Love it. Jane refers to Vera as a Callahan full-bore autolock, I assume, rifle. This same prop appeared in the movie Showtime in 2002. And it's basically uh, a Russian Kalashnikov pattern semi-automatic shotgun. I don't know guns, but that sounds intense.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of words there that sound very scary.
1: With a bunch of bolt-on parts. And... In Russian, Vera roughly translates as faith or trust. And there's this goes on. Guys, I'm not. I got, I got more. Uh, Callahan might be a reference to Dirty Harry. Callahan. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then my last one, Adam Baldwin's character in Halo 3 says, say hello to Vera when he throws <sighs> grenades. Love it. Mm.
0: Love it. I thought Callahan was for Callahan uh, Auto Body Parts, brake pads. No one.
1: I listen. We don't know where they got those bolt-on parts. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and you know it's been it's been a couple hundred years. Yeah. Maybe that's what they evolved into the gun manufacturer. Yeah. It's all metal.
1: I'm ready for that. Uh, that advertisement in the middle of an episode. I also ch- I also found a translation for Mal's Mandarin at the end of this scene. mm Hmm. And he says, the explosive diarrhea of an elephant.
0: Oh, that is a whole lot of shit. (laughs) Saffron says that she would prefer ranch work to Jane and actually gets mail to talk about his upbringing when she never does. We learned that his mom ran cattle and raised him with the help of about 40 hired hands.
1: And this is the only time that we get anything about him from before the war, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that's just kind that's of cool. It's yeah. it's neat to learn that about him. Mm-hmm. It's also just kind of as much as I want to know about him.
2: Yeah. I, I really like, and part of that might just be the mystique of it being a one season show, but I like how much mystery there is to most of the characters.
0: So, hey, now it's time for beds, separate beds. <coughs> uh, So the, Saffron's Bible quote here is not really a Bible quote. Uh, so it's either regional thing or she's manipulating him.
2: No, she would never. <laughs>
0: She tells him she was raised for this life, but had not hoped to be traded to such a sweet and handsome husband.
1: Mm. There is too much swelling in this scene. (laughs) You mean like the music? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. It's it's
0: part of the music. (laughs) And we get a great callback where he says, oh, I'm going to go to this special Mm hell. And they kiss. uh, And she's been taking some notes from Poison Ivy.
2: Chair.
0: What? <laughs> chair.
2: <laughs> She's chair.
0: Oh, guess the character.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so the, yeah, we talked about. It. I never ever saw this coming.
2: Yeah, and it's it's kind of right at the point where you're like, oh god, where is this going now? Are they gonna be like,
0: what what is Mel doing? He's married now.
2: <laughs> That's how the the show changes
1: four episodes in. <laughs>
0: yeah. Everything's just about them settling down and trying to buy a condo.
1: I would not watch that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Saffron makes her way to the bridge. She tells Wash a creation story that makes the Big Bang basically an orgasm. Speaking of swelling, it's like the earth earth that was was swollen and burst forth with ecstasy. And you're like, excuse me, (laughs) this is supposed to be science.
1: (laughs) I'll take my hat and see you later.
0: <laughs> uh go wash he resists her and says no. i'm a married man
2: i i oh, that's that good good for him that's what he should do but i oh, oh christina Hendricks. i don't know if i could
1: he also says uh mother of god and all her wacky nephews in mandarin <laughs> Yep. <laughs> which does
2: sound like a sitcom i'm sure he watches
0: mother of god so that means The mother of God had to have siblings, which would make the nephews the brothers of God. Yeah. All right. God bros. God bros.
2: This fall on UPN.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm picturing those little promos that happen in the corner of your (laughs) screen. And you're just like shoving buddies.
1: (laughs) Oh God bros. Uh. <laughs> Just when you thought religion couldn't get wackier this <laughs> summer God bros. <laughs>
0: uh. So Saffron knocks him out. And changes the ship's course and then welds the door shut. I feel like this needs the Mission Impossible theme.
2: Oh yeah, that strip is so cool. Like, like she just
0: she immediately goes to like super spy, super awesome. I have gadgets now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next I'm expecting her to pull down her face and take off one of those really <laughs> realistic masks. <laughs> <It's> I'll just <laughs> <more off>, <laughs> say it's Tom Cruise, either way. So she runs literally into Inara, uh, and they get some let's
2: just say i thought for a second maybe we're seeing uh what mal is dreaming about when he's knocked out
0: (laughs) yeah they get way past like insinuation here Mm -hmm. uh and then i just like the like immediately dropping the facade and saying you're good you're amazing who are you
2: malcolm reynolds widow
0: (gasps) boom oh my god
1: i love that we put on sunglasses We get tangible care for Mal. Like we know, everybody knows, right? Mal and Inara is a thing. But I like the just brief moments where they explore how much that they actually care for each other.
0: So much so that when she finds out that he's alive, she's so excited. She actually kisses him, which isn't her undoing because his lips still have poison on
2: them. And I think it's interesting to note, they both say, son of a.
0: They are just made for each other. So why did Saffron do this? What did she want? Wash finds out that she is flying them into a net where scrappers are going to kill them and take apart their ship.
2: Uh, death net. I thought there was going to be a dramatic music sting there. Sorry.
0: I mean, I can add it. Okay. Death net on Fox (laughs) now. So they fire Vera at the circuit breakers and short out the net. It, I mean this was just a very fast solution, it felt like to me. Well, I but
2: I think there's still some good good moments. I like I think I don't think we should we should look past the the fun bit of physical acting, uh where uh Anara is saying that she just fell down and but is clearly drugged. Uh I felt oh, that is all. And I, I do really like and for some reason I always remembered it as being a longer sequence of having to put Vera into the space suit. In order to shoot it. Yeah. I think it's kind of like a fun, like, little detail of how how to get around uh, an obstacle.
1: I also think it's interesting that Mal tells Jane, you know, just shoot the thing to cancel the net, but not to worry about the windows. Because that's what Jane suggests yeah. first. And then Jane shoots the window anyway and kills the guys.
2: And I think he, like, shoots at their corpses. Like, it seems like he puts off a couple other shots after he hits the window. I may, I may have to rewatch, but it seems like he's really in the murder.
0: Vera got overly excited. Oh. So, male finds Saffron on some nearby planet, and they fight. And she, this is nice that she says, well, everyone plays everyone. And he says, well, not my people.
1: Mm-hmm. I do think, I felt this scene was very satisfying, and I appreciate that you sort of get saffron's world philosophy and mal's world philosophy Mm -hmm. just a nice little difference of character
0: mal confronts narance doesn't believe her story about how she passed out and he thinks that anara kissed saffron
2: that's a pretty great ending (laughs) i know you let her kiss you
1: did you guys notice that river has no lines in this episode yes
0: so i've realized watching the series this time around that it, river's storyline has always kind of bugged me and i'm realizing it this way is because it's in leaps and bounds like it's this major plot point of the series and we go entire episodes without hearing from her and then suddenly in one episode bam she has psychic powers like it's it... well and
2: I, I i know for this specific episode it doesn't explain like a lot of the abs- absences that part of that uh, I read they they thought that basically given what we already know about rivers kind of uh kooky abilities and penchant for kind of like seeing past things that it might be a little weird to have to heavily feature her in this episode with somebody conning the whole crew and her not like doing anything to oh, necessarily yeah. clue them in on it. Um, but I feel like they could have found something. Apparently there was a line they cut. There was a like a joke bit about um, her being very excited that Mal got married, and then suggesting that she marry Simon.
0: Which that's kind of I've read that too, and that's kind of adorable if she's younger because that's something that younger girls always want to do. Mm-hmm. But like Summer Glau is at an age where that's creepy.
2: Well, I think I, I'm assuming they they would have played it as like.
1: Oh, this is her reverting to like a childlike state for this. That all makes perfect sense and until I had I had read something similar. Until I had read that, I'd never even thought about it. Like, oh yeah, mm. River's a psychic. This episode shouldn't work. But yeah. but <laughs> yeah. it's fine. They don't they just keep her out of the frame most of the time and I never even bothered to think that they have a psychic on their ship.
0: So, Joe, um you've told me before that this is your favorite episode, is that correct?
1: Uh, it's a it's a tie between Armis our, uh, our Reynolds and um, the one where they go to the dance. Shindig. Thank you, Shindig.
0: Tell us about it. Why is this so awesome in the series for you? I feel like you get...
1: It's a whole episode that takes place on the ship. It's all about character actions. Uh, sorry, character interactions. There's just a little bit of action. There's a great twist. Um... Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's just one that I didn't like it the very first time that I went through the series, but I think it was the second or third time I really felt that this was a standout.
0: Mike, what do you think about this one?
2: Uh, I think it is definitely one of the standouts of the series. I feel like it's just like a really well-crafted uh piece of television with like all the the regular cast is firing off and then perfectly cast christina Hendricks just nailing it on the 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 guest part um and you can totally see why she like ended up being like a big deal and getting like a huge part on a very big series and yeah i think it, it just it just really works it's one of those episodes if i were to like oh, just tell me like one episode to watch a Firefly to get me interested. This might be one I'd suggest. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to wait until the full rewatch is done to really say what for sure would be, but this would definitely be one of the top contenders for that.
0: Um, I don't feel the same way. Mm. Um, I do enjoy this episode. I think it's got great character moments. I think it's really funny. Um, the structure of it, just kind of bugs me. The mm-hmm. Originally, the conflict is this idea of him having this mysterious wife that he doesn't really want. And then I like the switch of the conflict to like, oh, no, she's um, been lying this whole time. But then you introduce the net, and right away it's resolved, and they don't really need to go track down Saffron because him beating her up doesn't really change anything
2: i mean i I think the the logic of that is that they're just getting the shuttle back,
0: yeah, so i I still really enjoy watching it, but I just think there are other episodes that um structurally aren't as jarring to me where the 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 thing about this one is that the to me the uh climax is anticlimactic
1: if you had to pick your favorite episode out of the ones that you've reviewed already, which one would you pick?
0: Serenity. Probably. I could see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all the best jokes come from Serenity,
0: but we'll see. We're not done with it yet.
2: Yeah. One thing I learned from watching through Buffy on the podcast, uh, it's amazing. What like looking at it through the lens of for a podcast, taking notes, Talking at length about a particular episode, how much that does kind of like, uh, help you reflect on merits of certain things, make you see things that you maybe have overlooked in certain episodes. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I totally get your point, Kristen, about it, it being a little rushed at the end of this episode, which I never mind because I, st- I was still having fun, but I, I think you make a valid point there.
0: Okay. Uh, we need to take a break and hear from our sponsor. Mike, are you sure you want to do this?
2: Yeah, yeah, I got this.
0: Because we could just do that Shakespearean ad for Badger's Pretty Floral Bonnets. I have it mostly written up. I just need a rhyme for Paisley.
2: Forget that. Do you have the guitar?
0: No. What guitar? I was never asked to bring a guitar.
2: It was heavily implied by my email asking you if you were ready, Shredder. Mike. Listen, Kristen, it'll be perfect. We'll we'll get a new sponsor, one with some real money behind them, and the podcast will take off.
0: What do you mean, get a new
2: sponsor? They'll agree to sponsor us.
0: Wait, 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 Mike, you said you already closed the deal. Now you're saying that there isn't an actual agreement, we aren't getting paid, that you're what, just doing this ad on spec?
2: Just stand back and listen. It's gonna be great. Take it, my love, take my lanta, take it at the medicine place. It'll make your tummy not hurt, I think.
0: How do you not know what my Lanta does?
2: Now I have to start over. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Take it, my love. Take my Lanta. Take it at the medicine place. It'll make your tummy not hurt, I think. It also has several flavors. Take me out. To the pharmacy I will try peach, I think. Boop de boop lanta A boobity boop 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 doop serenity.
0: Okay, so Paisley Paisley Hazley Baisley It's time to ship out from our Mrs. Reynolds. And voyage into Janestown. That one works! We're gonna voyage into Janestown. Oh. Not that- Jonestown. You don't wanna go to Jonestown. Oh no. Janestown.
1: Is that is that a Chicago thing?
0: No Jonestown the cult? The Where the people drank the Kool-Aid and died.
1: Oh, that's we should we don't want to join cults?
0: <laughs> uh oh. I have a pamphlet to sell you. <laughs> I'll
1: gladly take it. I am picking up what you're putting down.
0: Tithings are fifty percent of your income. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Kaylee doesn't think that Simon swears. I feel like this is a conversation I had, like, with lots of people in junior high where this is kind of a flirty thing that people do. Oh. No?
2: Uh, This
0: where people just accused me of not being, like, badass enough to swear.
2: I've had people do that to me, but I think they legitimately thought I didn't curse.
0: I mean, me too, but I feel like it was boys trying to, like, tease me.
2: Oh, I I never experienced that. Boys
0: didn't tease you? I mean, not...
2: Not in a fun way.
1: <laughs> I also the same deal that I I got my chops busted in high school for not swearing. I don't think I swore at all in high school.
0: I can't turn it off now. Like I. It, what it, the fuck do you mean, <laughs> Right? I go home to my parents. And they're like, wow. I'm like, I'm not even trying. There are <laughs> there are no children around. We're all adults here. It's fine.
1: I swear in class and my students uh, give me some buy in for that.
0: Nice, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Really cool teach.
1: Yeah, definitely, he, he, he this teach, guy. Did you teach uh, kindergarten?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, the parents really appreciate the knowledge I'm sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you fucking rag rats, we're going to do shapes now. Why <laughs> do I don't give you like a weird New York accent? I don't know. why. <laughs> you, you guys have watched enough of these in in close running, is the is book's narration at the start of this episode the same every time that book narrates?
0: Sometimes it's male. Yeah. But I think like if it is book, it is the same. Okay. Right?
2: I believe so. It's weird. Either way. That it's... Because it, it really... Is it... It's just those two, right? That they'll it's switch between. It's just
0: those two. They go back and forth and they're both way too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: And I don't know why they switch between the two. I thought once they first switched from one to the other, I was like, "Oh, this must be the new one." And then they no, they switch back sometimes. Yeah. And they're both seem equally long.
0: And it, I mean, like male doing it makes sense. I don't understand why books doing it. I mean,
2: I I get it from the sense of like he's the the oldest, wisest character. Like the same reason like Giles did narration first season of Buffy. Yeah.
0: But. I mean, he has a very pleasant voice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with just he has a nice sounding voice.
1: Ron, we need you to do some other things. Get up here and narrate.
0: (laughs) Also, it just seems like he was a nice guy to hang out with. I think the people in the booth were just like, Ron, come hang out.
1: We need to uh, do
2: a voiceover.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what.
1: Do you guys also notice Mal has a blue shirt in this episode? Oh, like his, his under kind of like button up? Yeah, I've always, I always associate red. With Mm -hmm. Mal, and just all of a sudden, he was wearing blue, and I feel like, now my Firefly knowledge is not perfect, but I feel like this is the only time he's not wearing red.
0: It's like that one episode of Buffy where Spike suddenly was wearing, like, a button-up blue-collar shirt, and you're like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. it's like...
0: (laughs) Are you going to your office job? What's happening here?
2: (laughs) Get out of here, Tad. Where's Spike?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Jane has decided to rip apart the med room... Uh they're going to a town that does not allow guns so he's just going to tape it to his belly
2: wants to
1: pull it die hard
0: I love the like suspense of like mail take off that gun and like his look of realizing i have to rip off this tape Such a good look <laughs> He's just just oh. Uh.
2: Does anyone else feel like it it was missing when he pulled it him just going
0: mother <laughs> Uh so they go to Smelly Canton where they make clay out of mud. Mm-hmm. And like the way this stuff burbles. Looks
2: like a fun place
1: to work. <laughs> I I'd just like to steal a moment for a Joe's science corner.
0: Yeah. Ooh. I need stackers to understand that you are in fact a science teacher.
1: Yeah. That is that is correct. Mm-hmm. Science. <laughs> so the the foreman says that the mud... Or I sorry, the clay with the right catalyst is ten times stronger than steel. Yes. Nonsense.
0: And well, it's science fiction, Joe. Well,
2: what? And, and like the thing is, like, and then in what way? So, like, what, what, what kind of strength are they talking about?
1: He follows it up with that it's also substantially lighter than steel, and so what he is in the biz. Referring to is a concept called yield strength—the amount of weight that you can sustain, or how strong you are based on your weight. Come on, Firefly, get on my level.
0: It's—it's a a different planet. It could be some
1: space clay.
0: Might be different.
1: (laughs) Good day to you.
0: (laughs) Oh no, we lost Joe.
1: I'll, I'll
2: just have to pretend to, to be him. Okay. Uh, so, science.
1: Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was Don't I was guess? hoping for a longer impersonation. I was really <laughs> ready for it. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, you've got to rip off your mustache and put it on your chin to have a beard. Ah, yes, yes. And then put it back on <laughs> your... <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> facial hair's got to go up and down. Wow,
1: I can't believe that actually worked.
0: The <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. listeners <laughs> can't see it, but... <laughs> Wow! Seamless. Science! (laughs) (laughs) I failed that impression. So Book stays behind to look after River. Again, like, suddenly, she's back, which is great. I like her. But this episode's not going to further her storyline. And then it's going to just jump suddenly later. So on Ken, all the workers are indentured. Jane's got a disguise on.
2: Because as we've established, Jane just loves his little outfits.
0: He does love his outfits. I'm waiting for the hat. It's, the hat has not come in yet. And Mal insists, no one's gonna remember you Cue the statue. Womp, womp. Which does not look like him.
1: Oh see, I feel like I feel like it's it looks more like him than anybody else in the show.
0: Okay, but, like, it also could look like any other how many billion people in the universe. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, statues
2: are hard, and, like, they're, like, a... a they're, they're they're mud farmers. They're not statue makers by trade.
0: I mean, I'm I'm not dissing them. I can't do ceramics for the life of me, but this mm-hmm. is not something that I would walk up to and be like, Oh, my God, it's Jane! Well, it does
2: say his name at the bottom on a plaque. Fair. <laughs> That's
0: a fair point.
1: <laughs> they're... There is a uh, behind-the-scenes video by a guy named Christopher Burdett, who apparently helped make that statue.
2: Oh.
1: And at some point, the statue broke, and Jane took the head home and later had to bring it back because they needed to re a scene. And so apparently you can see a crack on the statue. I couldn't huh. see it. I looked for it.
0: I would not want a clay version of my head in my house. That would creep me out. (laughs) Like, no, that's, that's, that's not a souvenir. I'd want, give me the, the orange hat.
1: (laughs) Christian, just think about all the conversations that you could have with your clay head.
0: (laughs) That's what cats are for.
1: (laughs) That's fair and healthier. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So Jane says, uh, the last time he was on this planet, he stole a bunch of money from the magistrate and then ran. So he doesn't understand how he's some sort of folk hero. Meanwhile, back on the ship, River tells Book that your Bible is broken, Uh-oh. so she has been ripping pages out and writing in it and trying to fix the logical problems mm-hmm. in the Bible.
1: I appreciate that she's trying to apply science to it. It just mm-hmm. seemed—I don't know—it just seemed adorable. Oh, it's yeah.
0: just, I absolutely love it, and the mm-hmm. fact that like. He's not mad. Yeah. Like, he's like, okay, I understand what you're doing. And she's not like, so your Bible is garbage. She's like, it, no, it's fine. I'm just going to fix it. Like, she's just like, I'm, so if I just apply this logic that you know, into it, then I can make it okay. Yeah. And he tells her, it doesn't need to make sense. You just need to have faith, which is going to come up later.
1: The The... Guy that owns this planet, Higgins.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: There was some discussion that he was supposed to be a continuing villain.
0: Oh, I can totally see that.
1: I think he shows up in one of the role-playing game adventures as the major antagonist. That makes sense.
0: Uh, So meanwhile, in the bar, they're drinking Mudder's Milk.
2: Mudder's Milk.
0: Which is basically a whole Thanksgiving dinner in a cup, plus beer. They say is just like the Egyptians, it keeps you docile and also alive.
2: I love Kaylee's appreciation of it it's so historical.
1: <laughs> so I went out and I found a recipe for how to make <gasps> mutters milk. Did you make it?
0: I'm picturing turkey dressing and gravy and coors light in a blender. But
2: right? no, we're talking about the Mutter's milk thing now. What what are you <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? We know what you're always picturing,
0: Kristen. <laughs>
1: Are you guys familiar? I, I think this is a product you can only buy through Amazon, a product called Soylent. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Soylent is something other than Soylent Green.
1: Correct. It's like uh, it's supposed to be this drink that has you drink three of them a day and it's supposed to be everything that you need to, like, sustain your body. So it's a liquid.
0: False. My body needs potato chips. <laughs>
1: I have never felt a greater kinship with you than right now.
2: I just love how you answered the question that was not posed. False. My body needs potato chips.
1: So this, to make mutter's Milk, they basically suggest you take that and mix it with Everclear. But if you don't have that...
0: (laughs) My stomach hurts.
1: You can instead take... Some high-protein Tiger's Milk Bars, some, un- some unmilled oatmeal, some oh. sarsaparilla, two bottles of root beer, a bottle root of yoo and some Everclear, and mix them all together.
2: I feel like all these recipes are made by the
1: Everclear Foundation.
0: <laughs>
1: and. It's up to you guys, but if you want, I can, I can have this, so I don't know what you want to do, put it in your show notes or whatever, but it sounds, it sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me
2: of the time uh, I got together with some people to watch Christmas movies, we watched Scrooged, and I decided to make the drink uh, uh, that I nicknamed the Frank Cross, which is what Bill Murray drinks in the movie, which is Stoli Vodka, plain Stoli Vodka, and Tab...
0: <laughs> and
2: it is worse than you think and I can't imagine your expectations are high on that one
0: so Mal's contact was found out and killed by the magistrate but his replacement can help they just need to sit tight and lay low uh oh Jane the man they called Jane this was my ringtone for a while <laughs> <Bah>. <laughs> what, they, what sense of your name was Jane <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's awesome.
1: I was uh, assuming that you guys were going to just sing the whole song on here.
0: I mean, like, if anyone um, listened to us try to sing m- a few of my favorite things on a previous oh, episode, you yeah. don't want that. We're just sparing your ears.
2: We're, we're trying to be good people here.
1: Kristen, don't tell me what I want. I'm an adult. <laughs> Drink your Soylent. Mmm, this episode brought to you by Soylent.
2: (laughs) Soylent, Uh, you can drink it and then you have to eat stuff. Soylent.
0: (laughs) This guitar player starts singing this folk song all about this man, Jane, who Mm -hmm. stole from the rich and gave to the poor. So guys, what kind of music do planets sing?
2: The, The music of the spheres. neptunes (laughs)
1: i wasn't gonna get that one i really wanted to but i wasn't gonna get it really impressed
0: that you got one so the hero of canton the man they call jane um so basically when jane ran he needed to drop some weight out of his um ship so he dropped the money which the mutters (laughs) thought was him pulling a robin hood and giving the money back to them
2: Which is really like the only way Jane could become a hero accidentally through a failed robbery.
0: Yeah. So back on the ship, Book takes down his ponytail. I'm very disappointed to learn that man buns just continue to be a thing this far in the future.
2: Yeah, I think if if it's just, you know, men and women of God wearing the buns, the Sure.
0: So River wants to give the pages back. She ripped out of the Bible, which is really sweet. Like, she clearly feels bad. She's like, I'm sorry. They turned back to paper. Like, they're not a symbol (laughs) anymore. Now they're just paper. Um, And she sees his hair, and she screams and goes running.
2: I do find it, like, cute how he doesn't seem to get why she's freaked out for a long time.
0: So, like, I obviously have very blonde hair, and you know, when I was younger, it was even blonder because I spent way more time like outdoors because I didn't have a job. (laughs) So, um, my hair was like white blonde. And one of my friends, little sisters just had never been around someone blonde before, or like not a lot of time. So there was one day when like, we were all hanging out and her little sister was tagging along and she was hiding from me, like hiding behind her sister and terrified. And we just couldn't figure out, like, what's going on? Like, it's Kristen. Like, everyone makes fun of Kristen. She's mm-hmm. not scary at all. <laughs> and the little sister said, Is she a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> She just—I'm th- so white all over. She thought I was a ghost.
1: I'm sorry. It took me the all white all over to to nail that. At first, I was like, "She's just got she's just got white hair, kid. She's not a ghost." <laughs> but no, now,
0: but now I'm like, "Oh, no. okay, alright." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so little boy recognized Jane and rats him out and the town celebrates their hero is back meanwhile Inara is hired by the magistrate to take his son's virginity which would be fine if he was doing it like you know you're a man now have a prostitute because like that's the thing that mm-hmm. dads do and whatever but like he's a shit about it yeah. He's like shaming, Such a douche. His, yeah, shaming his son for not losing his virginity yet.
2: My shitty dumb kid can't get laid, so I've hired you. Like that's the his attitude. So you're the whole insulting
0: time. everyone because yeah. you're also a shit to Anara. Mm-hmm. The crew is now drinking the good stuff thanks to Jane. <laughs> uh, drunk Simon is now way more charming and way less prissy, mm-hmm. so I like him more.
2: You're pretty, pretty was
0: so cute. Yeah.
2: It just sounds like something I would say if I was drunk and talking to, like, a girl I had a crush on. <laughs> You're pretty pretty.
0: But then Mal's a great wingman who lets Haley and Simon stay behind and mm-hmm. keep an eye on Jane because things are going so well. Oh, girl's got to get her some. Uh, River is fucking awesome. So Summer Glau's timing here is just great. And I don't know if it's the performance or the writing or both, but all of her stuff, this episode is wonderful. Um, The ramblings, if you actually pay attention to the shit that she is shouting out of this little hidey hole, Mm -hmm. she says the roof is going to cave in his brain from all that snow. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There's a great uh, bit of discussion on the commentary track for this episode. Uh, where Ron Glass talks about, uh, I think like Nathan Nathan Fillion asked him, uh, why did you have this hair? Because he mentions that he had had it actually before the show started. Like, why did you grow out your hair? And he's like, well, all of my contemporaries seem to either have no hair or the hair they did have was was black, like a little too black uh, and that it was, you know, obviously dyed. Uh So he said, I just said to be proud and just have this mountain of i think you can describes it as this mountain of white to basically show off i have hair and i have aged deal with it
0: i love it it yeah. looks amazing
2: yeah he does he really does
0: river says she can't come out because there's too much hair <laughs> and just the way she delivers that line too much hair
2: like my favorite part is that it's still there waiting
0: <laughs> it'll be there waiting so the mutters it uh, turns out, got to keep the money that Jane dropped because uh, they're too strong when they're united. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a fun lesson to learn? The Magistrate finds out that Jane is back and releases Jane's partner from jail. So here's my thing about the Magistrate. Like, I like the idea of a shitty rich guy being their nemesary, right? That that's
2: Nemessary. <laughs>
0: I was wondering if that was a word. And waiting for one of you to, like, correct me. So check it. That wait. sounds
2: like a really on-the-nose, uh, like, Star Trek alien name of, <laughs> of, like, an evil, like, entity or, or <laughs> a race of aliens where it's the nemesis are coming.
0: My brain to me was like, wait, that was Nemesis and then something. Adversary? <laughs> that one. <laughs>
1: So at least Mike, at least Mike, like points these things out to you. I would have just let you go with it. Not because, not because I, you know, wanted it to look silly, but because people know they knew, they knew what you were going for. No, sorry.
0: So yeah, the, the magistrate makes a good adversary, except that he never actually really comes up against our characters. Like mm. he's in the background he releases this guy he fights with his son but he like our characters never actually come up against him and i feel like that's what this episode is missing
2: yeah that's a good point where it i i think not to rush too far ahead but there's something missing at the end i think that kind of confrontation is the thing of like maybe it's mal and jane and everybody go to confront the magistrate or something or, yeah. or and uh, they just get outclassed by his, his wealth because he'll have like, you know, 20 guys with guns or something. Um,
0: yeah, or but, like they, you know. Th- you know, he's so pissed off that his son releases the landlock that like he mm-hmm. runs out there with, yeah, like yeah. a bunch of people and either like, The mutters overpower him Mm -hmm. or Serenity takes off and he's splattered with mud. Just like I need. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Some sort of uh, confrontation between our guys and him.
1: Are you guys Escape from New York fans? I've, yeah, enjoy it.
0: I have never seen it.
1: This guy in the box, Stitch Hessian or whatever, Mm -hmm. he gives me kind of a a snake Pliskin vibe. I could see that. Although, like, a snake pliskin that got caught and put in a box mm-hmm. for four years.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we get the handsome, like, uh, charming Kurt Russell version. This is what he'd be in real life. <laughs> he'd be, like, a scummy hobo-looking guy who's like, "Well, do you want to shoot him with my gun?
0: Even he's a little unrealistic in that, like, I've been in that box for four years. I'm like, then your legs wouldn't be working as well.
1: Who the hell put somebody in a box for four years why didn't you just kill him i mean he's
2: a th-
0: sadistic motherfucker i mean I think-
2: do you think it, it might like literally be just in case this exact scenario
0: happens i think because he's a sadistic motherfucker but That's i feel like it. he would have died long before the four years were up i mean yeah, just it's like you got to go like
2: feed him and give him right honor.
0: i mean where does the poo go i'm assuming oh like,
2: gosh at the
1: bottom
0: yeah, you took this to that, a real
1: place, Kristen. <laughs>
0: it's not sanitary. I get literal with this. Even if there's slats in the bottom, it's not sanitary. His oh, no. legs wouldn't work because he can't, you can't stand up straight in that mm-hmm. thing or get any sort of exercise. So he's just dead.
1: Well, he, should, he should have been a little more hobbly, probably. Yeah. He developed hot yoga techniques while in the box.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got a whole workout DVD about how to work out in a small space. Great for apartments, guys. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, male finds Kaylee sleeping on top of Simon. Ooh. And Simon again puts his foot in his mouth, says, I would never. Not with Kaylee.
1: God damn it. This guy's a dumbass. <laughs> You're
0: the dumbest stop of the dumb
1: st- Just
2: stop fucking it up, Simon. And just, like, just fuck her and you'll both be happy. It'll be great.
0: Well, th- what I really like is that, you know, Ka- we've established that Katie's, Katie, Kaylee is kind of desperate, you know, like there aren't a lot of options out she's here a little thirsty. he's pretty she is thirsty mm-hmm. that is correct um
1: does she send a lot of eggplant emojis to people <laughs>
0: she would oh she nothing would send eggplants. him all eggplants and peaches but even though she is totally desperate she's not so desperate that she would she's allowing herself to be disrespected she's mm-hmm. still gonna stick up for herself it's yeah. not worth being treated like shit mm-hmm. so i appreciate that so Nara's client is no longer a virgin
1: Brown chicken, brown cow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: And she tells him, uh, that does not make you a man. You decide that. And the kid tells Inara about a man who stole uh, money from my dad and is back in town. Tells her the ship is landlocked. Mm -hmm. And we see Inara's wheels start spinning.
2: I think it's really sweet that she assumes it was was Mal. That like, oh, he did something to... To piss me off and, and help the people like oh, that yeah. it was like, oh, it was probably Mal.
0: Jane's feeling a uh, responsibility now for the people who worship, worship him. There is a big party for Jane that is going to be a distraction while the rest of the crew moves the goods. The man they call me. Meanwhile, Jane's partner beats the shit out of Simon.
2: Well, he, he tries to fight back. He's terrible. He, at oh, he's it.
0: awful. Doesn't I,
2: have a catwalk to jump from.
0: Yeah, that only like he's trying to fight back. This guy should be a pushover. He should not have any muscle strength. How I much mean, can you get done with uh, with like bent over on your knees? There's I mean, not even it, room is for push-ups in possible Like
2: they let him out to, to like walk around for a little bit Fuck each day. Fuck no. I
0: what? mean, like maybe you can do squats in there, but like, you're not going to get any upper body strength from that.
1: He's just jacked. His legs are giant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ooh, he kangaroo ooh. hops him. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like- <laughs>
2: He's like a, was it Bartrock the Leaper?
1: From, yes! Uh, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumps. Yeah. <laughs> jumps and kicks.
0: <laughs> um, so Jane's speech amounts to, you got shit on in life, is a true statement. <laughs> He's just like, you did.
2: It, it's like the Friends theme with the last half of the lyrics missing. <laughs> your life's a joke, you're broke, your love, love's it's like you're always stuck in second gear. And where has it been your day, a week, your month, or your year, full stop.
1: <laughs> How did you get a recording of the theme song on the show so quickly? <laughs> I, I, we're just really good with uh, YouTube.
0: <laughs> so Stitch confronts Jane and tells the whole town what really happened. He dumped his partner to save himself. Do any of you guys feel bad for stitch Oh for sure.
1: I kind of feel like maybe Stitch is the good
0: guy in yeah. this episode. Like Stitch is not at all wrong. Like the mm-hmm. I- idea of, you know, you work with a man and then you just dump him out the back of the of a ship. Yeah. Don't try to save him or anything, just abandon him. Mm-hmm. And he dumps his partner before he dumped the money. No, that's awful. Yeah. I
2: mean, he he definitely has his reason to be uh upset i think it's more like it's not a healthy outlet to attack jane in the middle of uh, a celebration and like lord over everyone with a shotgun Like that's not appropriate find a time where jane's alone just be like hey you're a real dick i'm gonna shoot you now and I'm like mm, okay i guess It's really a venue issue. You got
0: to be careful with guns when there's children around, because you know what happens? You aim at your uh, target, and then this adorable boy jumps in front of the bullet to save Jane's life.
1: There's an alternate universe where that boy didn't jump, and Jane dies, and then Stitch joins the crew of the Serenity.
0: I mean, he shares a similar moral uh, compass to Mal, so Mm -hmm. it would work we would just have two males
2: that would be the the what if version of uh of the serenity crew Uh,
0: so jane throws a knife to the chest and they have a fight with he still has the knife sticking out of his chest while they're fighting he has too much muscle for a man in a cage
2: i mean i think he's just he's just running on on anger right now yeah it's that kind of thing
0: jane tells the mutters not to wait for money to just fall from the sky and topples his own statue
2: The zero of Canton, am I right? Bam, bam!
0: (laughs) The ship is still landlocked.
1: Uh, Wash says, motherless goat of all motherless goats in Mandarin.
0: (laughs) Wow, that is the top motherless goat. (laughs) Uh, But then it's not landlocked because the former virgin son lets them go and defies his asshole father. (laughs) That's the
1: title, former virgin son. Yeah, I saw that in the credits, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we need the magistrate to go confront the crew. Mm -hmm. But they don't. They just go back to flying. River's back to working on the Bible. And I love her line to book as he goes to, like, talk to her about it. She's like, keep Mm -hmm. walking, preacher man. Kaylee, again, I love her. She's super direct with Simon and says, hey, Mm -hmm. I thought you liked me. Like, what the fuck is up with you and your manners and your propriety?
2: And I mean, I, I get what he's saying about, like, that's how he shows respect, but it's also like, but like, read the room, buddy.
0: I, I just, I feel like the intention is so pure. So it, yeah. yeah, it's it's like the idea of like, asking someone to kiss them. Like, maybe it's not super passionate and romantic, but you are just making sure that it's cool.
2: Well, I guess the, the part that upsets me is it's not that he's like, he's not like, we're doing it and starts like making out um which is obviously the most romantic uh but I, I think the idea that like there's also something disrespectful that i'm not expressing in any way that he's he's interested unless he's like drunk and it slips out because he clearly is but he wants to be proper but he's not like making his his feelings known even in a in a more restrained way and until he's like really pushed to do it
0: I feel like the the comment to Mal about I would never not with Haley is more mm-hmm. referring to like I would never just drunkenly bang her like it would with Haley it would be something special and well, I want to build a relationship with her.
2: Well, yeah, but he he he's so terrible about ever clarifying anything.
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean I'm also inarticulate, so and that's why I have a podcast.
2: Whoa. whoa. Uh, No, don't
0: don't correct me, guys. It's fine. Okay. Mel says to Jane, that statue wasn't about you. They needed something to believe in. Hey, Mm. that fits with Book's Lesson to River, guys. What? What?
1: Mind blown.
0: So, Joe, what do you think about this one?
1: I know that this is a a popular episode in the series. I think that it's cool to have a Jane-centric episode, but... It's definitely mid-tier for me. I don't mind watching this episode, but it would not be even probably my top 3 that I'd pick to go wow. to.
2: I I'm kind of in a similar place. I think mid-tier is a good good way to put it where it's I don't I don't hate this episode. It's it's not one that I'm like, "Oh, this one again." Cuz there's parts I really love. I just think there are some structural elements uh to it that aren't as satisfying. It's it's one that's really light on any sort of real action. Uh, element where I, I you get like an armed confrontation and a little bit of a scuffle at the end but there's no big set piece of any kind really even like the pre credit scene is is all talking it's fun but it's not you know cowboys but there's a lot of good character stuff in it I do like the growth of Jane where he's not a good person he doesn't like claim to be but he you can see there's some longing to be a good person and maybe even on a more abstract level he wishes he wanted to be a good person uh which I, I think is a neat neat character bit for him
0: you know this is one that i was under the impression was most fans favorite mm. i think mostly for the like gag that jane is the hero yeah i would Rate it, like, mid to high for me. Like, this to me probably has some of the most rewatchability. I probably watch Mm. this and Shindig the most often if I'm just going to put on a lighter episode. I agree that there's just some sort of story things that could be cleaned up. I think the magistrate needs to have kind of an action beat there at the end. actor is really good, too. I think they kind of wasted him. And I, I also feel like the whole idea of, like, why they're on the planet and our contact was killed and we have this new contact, but lately is a little, like, I don't really understand Mm -hmm. what's happening. It's clearly just a reason to get them on this planet where Jane's a hero, but it's, it's kind of clunky. And I feel like that could have been cleaned up, but I I do really like, I mean, you guys know, I love an episode with a theme. So (laughs) you win me over when you have this share. I mean, like the summer glow stuff is adorable. I love the B storyline. So it, it's it is a lot of fun for me.
1: Did you guys catch that uh, super slow version of the hero of Canton at the end of the episode? Yeah, that was really sad.
0: Now it's time to celebrate some thrilling heroics with this week's big damn hero of the week. Both episodes were kind of light on the action,
2: and and especially like heroic action. I was almost like, oh, I don't want to die. <laughs> um, there, there was very little like I want to do something badass or cool or save people. So I, this is I feel like it's maybe a bit of a, a cop out, but I'm gonna go with that mutter kid that like sacrificed oh, himself dies. to to save a person, even if it was like, oh, it's he's not really a hero. He still like gave up his life to save somebody. I yeah. think that kid deserves some recognition.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, to s- specifically to save an asshole.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So this is probably the only combination of episodes where I could probably pick this and feel comfortable with it. I picked Inara. Mm. Yeah. I went ahead and said that she's the only one that recognizes that Saffron is a player. Uh, she rushes to the aid of Mal, and she diffuses the docking situation on Canton. She yeah. convinces the kid to go against his father.
0: So neither of those were my answer, but I'm going to oh. go ahead and say both of your answers are better than mine.
1: Oh, I want to hear what this answer is now.
0: Um, So I'm just going to give mine an honorable mention, just because I feel like this person deserves to be mentioned, but did not win it. Mm. And I'm going to say no longer a virgin son.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Because oh, he yeah. died his
0: father and released the yeah. the landlock. He, yeah. he I feel like that's it was still valid. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: he, he, he did. He, he grew a lot and he, he did something heroic. Yeah. Um yeah, if we yeah, I definitely if we were like too restricted to members of the Firefly crew specifically, yeah. definitely an hour cuz yeah. even though a lot of what she did in our Mrs. Reynolds was thwarted in some way, uh she was the the most capable there and definitely did the most heroic thing for the crew in getting the landlock released.
0: Yes. What was them that words what was said? Them's tumble words. <laughs> Said the following quote I just always approached it as a Western with that sensibility. You can shoot someone in the back and rationalize it because you're out on the frontier and survival of the fittest. No honor among thieves. Boba Fett. Adam Baldwin. It was Adam Baldwin. (laughs) 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 You get an A. You're
2: doing much better at this podcast than I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whew.
1: All right, I'm going to take this moment. I retire from podcasting.
0: (laughs) Well, don't do that. Before we say goodbye, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: Yeah, It was my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me and giving me that uh, chance to promote my podcast.
0: And what podcast was that again?
1: Oh, it is The Wayne Manor Memoirs, a Batman research podcast.
0: Awesome. Check it out, stackers. We definitely will be. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. You can contact us at SunnydaleStacks at gmail.com or at SunnydaleStacks on Twitter to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Haiti Remember, and the Wayne Manor Memoirs. And join us next time when we explore another story about an explorer in a strange land when we take a field trip to Babe 2, Pig in the City when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. So, Paisley, Baisley, <laughs> Hazley, lazily, lacy, Israeli.
2: Isra- Israeli.
0: Crazily. That's it. River mumbles crazily. Crazily. There we Got go. Got it. Bonnet ad. <laughs>